Good evening and welcome to our webcast this Tuesday evening. You know, it's always a joy and a privilege for me to minister the Word of God. And I'm here not just to have something to do, but I'm here to encourage you in your faith to look up and not look down. You know, we are in the middle of a crisis in our world and have been for months with the coronavirus. But you know, God is greater than this coronavirus. He is the God of gods, the Lord of lords. He's the great I am, the lily of the valley, the bright and the morning star, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. So this evening, I give him all the praise for all that he is doing for his people, all he will do for his people. I want to encourage you to keep the faith. Now, as people are joining in, I trust that you that are watching us on Facebook, that you will invite your friends. Um, and also when this uh, uh, goes off you on Facebook, that you will um, put this on your timeline. And to the people that's watching us on YouTube, that's right. We're on YouTube live right now. You can watch us on YouTube and you can chat there. But at the moment, I won't be chatting this evening because I'm here in my home. And when I do it in my home, I can't uh, see who is talking and uh, to me or saying something one way or the other. That's okay if you talk to each other or you talk to me because I will read your, uh, you that are on Facebook, of course, and on YouTube, I, I will read your comments later and maybe get back with you. But I'm glad that you tuned in. So let's go to prayer and let's ask God for his goodness to be manifested for his anointing on you and his anointing on me. And that I will speak words of life, words of wisdom, words that will encourage you and minister to you. Now, Father, as I come into the throne room of grace with each person that's a part of this webcast this evening, those that will watch us at a later time and those that will tune in as we go on, help them tonight, Lord, to have encouragement, keep their hopes up. And Lord, I pray that you will anoint them and you will heal them everywhere they hurt. Anoint me to speak your words that I don't just go necessarily by what I plan to speak on, but I go by your plan. Lord, we plan, your word says, we plan our way, but you give us the final outcome. And I know many things that's going on in our world, even though many people have made plans, you're going to be the one that's going to have the final say. So I give you praise and I give you glory this evening for this opportunity and privilege that I have to minister to each one that's a part of the webcast. Whether they say anything, whether they make themselves known or not, it doesn't matter, God. Just so you minister to them and meet their needs. All of those that's watching on Roku and, and the other apps that all the other our platforms that we're on, we welcome you and pray that God will move for you mightily in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Well, you know, I've decided this evening that a, a, a message that would be good for you and that is good for me, I've titled it Unshakable Hope. You know, you said, well, why didn't you have unshakable faith. Well, I could have chosen that, but first of all, if you lose your hope, your faith has nothing to work to. If you lose your hope, your faith has nothing to work to. So therefore, you must have a hope. You must have an image. Hope is a favorable and confident expectation. Oh, yes, I've taught on hope many times, and I think it's something that I should teach on from time to time. I won't say the same things necessarily that I said before, but I'll say something different that has to do with keeping your hope in Jesus Christ. You know, uh, just around the corner here, I have a thermostat in my house, and, uh, and, and you know, I go over and and um, sometimes at night or in the day, whenever, and I put in a temperature setting that I want my house to be. 
Well, when I put that temperature set in there, that is a favorable and confident expectation that I'm expecting not the dial, not not the uh, temperature setting, but for the unit that is upstairs uh, in my attic to begin to go to work if it's the heat or if it's the air condition, it's the unit outside. Now, whichever one of these units, whether it's heat or whether it's cool that I need, when I put the temperature setting in there, the temperature is the hope. Now, if I don't have a hope or a, a, a particular setting in there, there is nothing that the units can work to. So that's why I am choosing to talk about hope this evening is I want to give you a picture. <clears throat> you know, I, I've often used this term. I've taken the paintbrush of prayer and I've dipped it into the paint of the word of God. And I have uh, written or painted the image on the canvas of my heart. So I, I keep hope or I keep a picture. I keep it all in my heart so that my faith can take me where I want to go or where I need to go. And that's what I'm saying to you this evening, that when you have a picture painted on the canvas of your heart, your faith has something to work to. But if you shatter that image, if you change that image, if you change the focus, then your faith begins to be inactive. Your faith cannot be activated until it is given a reason, a purpose, or a picture, or uh, an expectation to take you to. Now, I'm going to read a scripture that uh, you probably heard thousands of times, and I've probably read thousands of times, and preached from it probably dozens and dozens and dozens of times. But again, it doesn't get old. It's the word of God, and it's a lie. And it says in Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith doesn't have any vision. Faith only looks to the hope. So faith, again, let me say faith is the substance. It is the substance to give us the image that we have hoping for, believing for. So once again, the image that you have causes faith to go to work. If you have no hope, again, let me bear repeat this. It bears repeating. If you have no hope, there is nothing for your faith to work to. Somebody said, well, I've had hope many times and, and it didn't come to pass. Well, We've all had failed expectations and we've all had dashed uh, uh, expectations in our life one time or another, whatever reason. But I'll tell you one thing, even though things have not happened sometimes the way I expected or wanted them to happen, I don't give up. I just keep digging in and keep painting that keep going back to the word of God and taking the paint of God's word and writing the image. And I, I, I well, I, I dip it into the word of God and I pray. And then I write that image on my heart and my image, the image that's in my heart, I say without bragging or being boastful, my image and my hope right now is for you, for the United States of America and for people around the world to be encouraged to come to a higher place in God, to trust him, to walk with him, to believe him, and that that nothing can shake your hope and your faith in God. Now, uh, I want to read another scripture before I get really uh, going here in what I have to say, but I want to base everything I say on the word of God. Now, if I just say stuff or I just do stuff or myself, it's not going to matter. But when I go back and I'm built on that rock, you're built on that rock, when we're built on the word of God, and our hope comes from what God says in his word, then we cannot grow weary. We can just keep our faith in God. And, and I want to encourage you today to keep your faith in God. Now, 2 Corinthians 4.18, another scripture that I have read and quoted 
many, many times, but I don't apologize for reading this. I'm not being redundant. I'm being repetitive in reading these because the word of God must be kept before us. And it says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Well, the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Once again, what do you see? What are you anchored to? The circumstances of, of life? Or are you anchored to the word of God? See, hope, hope is our anchor. If you, if you lose your hope, you have nothing anchored. You know, many times I've been out in boats and, and, and you know, we've stopped and we've done things and, and we put down the anchor. You know, years ago, I used to go skydiving a lot, and I had a friend that had this huge boat, and we'd go out into the sea, sometimes the Bahamas and different places, and we'd be a place that we wanted to go scuba dive and go down, you know, quite a number of feet just to look at the fish and, and the coral and the different things there. Well, we'd put our anchor out, even though we would be maybe... Um, 80 or 100 feet uh, uh, water in, in deep water, 80 to 100 feet, we put the anchor down and the anchor would keep us uh, there. We would not move. And so, see, our hope is what keeps us anchored to not move from when the circumstances come. See, for every problem in life, God's given us a promise. And I, and I, I say this only, hope only has positive expectations. Once again, let me say this to you. Hope only has positive expectations. Wow. So when you have hope, you're always looking for something good to happen. You're always expecting something good to happen. You know, I hear people say, well, if any bad, anything bad is going to happen, it's going to happen to me. I hear some people say, well, at, at, at work, there'll be a rumor of going to be a layoff. Well, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. I know it's going to happen to me. Well, your hope, people that, that always turn their hope to the negative, they, they're not successful. They don't make it. But keep your hope in, uh, uh, in God. And every day, let Jesus Christ be Lord of your life. I want to encourage you to keep your hope, your hope focused on the promises of God. And once again, our hope, I have said this many, many times, our hope should be in God, not the end results. Our hope should be in God, not the end results. Right now, every believer needs to keep uh, hope for our nation and for the world. I know many uh, people and even ministers and Christians are being swayed by the news to give up hope and give in to the left. You say, uh-oh, there he goes again. He's going to be talking about the election and the president. Yes, I am. I'm going to talk about that because that is a big issue. The coronavirus is a big issue. The economy is a big issue. And the, the who's going to be our next president of the United States of America is going to be an issue. Now, I believe it's going to turn out for our, our existing president. And let me tell you something. He's still the president. Even though the social, some of the social media has taken away his title as president, Regardless of what happens, he's going to be president. I believe it is till January the 20th, 2021. So regardless, I mean, I'm believing for the best, uh, but I'm just telling you right now, he's still the president. And some people is acting like uh, the other that claims to be 46. Um, but I want to tell you, 46 is not the president, the one that's claiming to be president. He's not the president. And in my mind, he's not even the president elect. Uh, and so uh, I'll get on to that in a minute, but we cannot lose hope. We must stay steady. And one of the ways to do that is to keep our hope anchored in the word of God. See, one of the things that I say often, and I, I feel like this bears repeating too, is we must put on the whole armor of God. 
You know, I, I got up this morning and I prayed and I did my confession. And I'm going to tell you what my confession was this morning. And, and then I, you know, and I was having some coffee, whether you drink coffee or not, I do. I was having my coffee this morning, reading my Bible, and then I was praying and, and, and then I made my confession. But then I got my shower and I got dressed. Well, if we get dressed daily, whether, you know, um, I get dressed and put on something uh, that's really nice. I don't run around the house looking like a uh, a beggar or, or that I just got out of bed, you know, my hair this way. And, 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 you know, I, I get up and get dressed and, 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 and as I've said many times, um, uh, I, I, um, get my soul happy. And so what I'm saying is if I get up, get my shower and get dressed, then why can't we do that each day by putting on the whole armor of God? Now, we're not just wrestling against flesh and blood, as you well know, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. And just before I let me say this, and I want to say it again, you know, the battle we're in right now is not between Democrats and Republicans. This is a battle between good and evil. This is a battle between good and evil. And many Christians are on the evil side or on the dark side or the left side, however you want to say that. I'm being bold and I, 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 I have lost. I have lost support for my stand. I've lost uh, physical and financial support. I've lost people out of our church because of the stand that I've taken. And many ministers won't take that stand because they know the very same thing will happen to them. But you know what? Even though these people have walked away and they're no longer supporting me, God has not changed and God is my source. And in Philippians 4.19, he said, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. So the ones that's walked away and taken their tithe with them, even because that I've taken the stand that I've taken, and some of you may turn me off and not support me because of the stand that I'm taking, that's your choice. But my choice is to walk in righteousness and faith and believe that God is a God that's against murder. God is a God that's against abortion. God is a God that's against any type type of evil. God is good and he only does good things. And so uh, Satan is walking around right now seeking whom he may devour. But I encourage you not to be discouraged by what's going on now in the U.S., but to keep your hope in Jesus. Now, when I got up this morning, I began to write down a confession. I wrote a confession down, and then as I wrote it down, then I began to speak it out of my mouth, and I've been speaking it all day, and now I want to speak it to you about my confession. And here was my confession. I, I said, in the name of Jesus, I put on the whole armor of God that I may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Now listen, this was it. This is more of my confession. Therefore, I take unto myself the whole armor of God that I may be able to withstand in the evil day of turmoil and the darkness around me and stand and walk in the light of Jesus Christ. And then I went on with my confession, and here it is. I have on the breastplate of righteousness, which is love and faith. I live in God's love and I live not in emotion. Now, let me break away from my confession just for a moment. See, this is a big issue right here that our putting on the whole armor of God is, is you put on that breastplate of righteousness and, and realize that the issues of life come from your heart. And the Bible said from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we need to guard our hearts, not put walls around it, but guard our hearts and, and also not live through and by emotion, but live by faith. And if we live by faith, we can, we can be an overcomer.
And then I said, I will not allow my emotions to lead and guide my life today, but I will be led by the spirit of truth and righteousness. Now notice, my words will be the words of life. There will be no death in my words. I will choose life and not death. I speak forth the promises of God and that no weapon that's formed against you and me will prosper. And then this is a part of my confession. I pray for our president, Donald Trump, to be protected from the evils that and that God will keep him and his family safe and that the evil that has been plotted against him cannot and will not prosper. I pray all the evil will be uncovered and the truth will come out. Now, this is still my confession, and then I'll be, be, be over in just a minute. I pray that the eyes of our understanding will be open to see the truth and that the ministers and people of God will not give up hope, but will keep faith in God's word. Now, that's my confession today. It may change a little bit tomorrow, but one of the things too in my confession that I did not write down was, Lord, help my thoughts to be your thoughts. Help my mind to be your mind. Help me not to go negative in my thinking. Help me, Lord, that my thinking is, is based upon your word. And I will not allow the circumstances that would come, whatever they would be, not to distract me from the truth of your word. But my thoughts will be godly thoughts that I will speak. My thoughts will cause me to speak words of life. My ears, I said, Lord, help my ears that I only hear the word of God. I will not let gloom and doom and all of the evil come into my ears. And and, and and my feelings will not rule me. My mouth will only speak the, the truth of God's word. Anyway, I hear my time is just running away and I've hardly got started here today. But we win this fight. And just because the, the media has declared that the left is uh, got number 46 in place does not make it true. Because the media is declaring that, that this one is 46, 46 has not yet been elected through the system. This is not over. And I'll tell you this. I step out in faith and I declare that we shall see God intervene and the truth will stand. 70, over 71 million people voted against abortion, death, and murder. And the left will not lead and guide these United States of America. God is intervening and we will overcome this evil that's plotted against us. Think about what I just said. 71 million Americans voted for righteousness and truth. They did not vote for abortion and death and gloom and doom and uh, opening up our borders to all kinds of ungodly things to come in, but they and, and not for our nation to be locked down. This president said, as long as I'm president, I won't lock the nation down. Well, the pandemic is out there. The coronavirus is out there. Yes, and it stopped by me. It stopped by me, but it didn't stay. Yes, it did. It stopped by me. The coronavirus stopped by me. But just because it stopped by me for a little while, I just kept rebuking it. I just kept casting it away. I kept my faith in God. When the coronavirus came to me, I didn't fear. I didn't get weary. I didn't get mad at God. I didn't uh, say all kinds of things. I just said, I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm well. And this this will not affect my health in the future. I'll live and not die. And And I hardly had any symptoms at all. I had a few symptoms to come, but I'll tell you one thing, the Spirit of the Lord brought me through. Now, the United States of America has been built on the foundation of God's word. And I believe that you and I, uh, and, and maybe all the 71 million Americans are not Christians and believers, but they do not believe in abortion. If they did, they would not have voted. They, if they believed in abortion, they would have gone to the left. Now, you all you got to do is go to the left, left's website, if you want to know what I'm saying is true, and look and see what their platform is. 
See, I don't understand, and I'm not going to say they're not Christians and they don't love God, but I, I'll tell you this, I don't understand how a Christian can vote, can vote and put their self and pledge and, and put their hearts in the middle of, of murder. I just can't do that. Now, Job 22:28 says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. See, this darkness that's in the world, we need to declare that the truth is coming forth and that darkness cannot be, uh, 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 that the darkness will be overcome by the light. See, it says, so light will shine on your ways. We must have God's light shining on this darkness of our world. See, see, some people think that, well, you are just a staunch uh, Donald Trump uh, follower. No, no, no. I, that, that's not what I am. I don't like some of the things he says. I don't like some of the way he tweets things, but I like what he does. I like what he does. And you know, what people do is what's important. And he stands for righteousness. He stands for truth. And so I believe that from uh, uh, the very beginning, the left has been plotting and has been doing things to steal this election. Some people say, why don't you give it up? Why don't you give it a rest? I'll give it a rest when we see the victory. When we see the victory is when I'll give it a rest. Uh, again, this is the third time I believe I've said this on the air. Uh, I don't believe all of our prophets were wrong. Those godly men and women that prophesied, I don't believe they were wrong. But again, I, I'm, I'm not a prophet and I'm not prophesying. I'm just saying I'm standing in faith. And, and so you shall declare a thing and it shall be established for you. I'm declaring that righteousness and truth will prevail, that the darkness will be overcome by the light of God's word in this election. And it's not only about this election, but it's in the future elections. If we let the darkness take over now and, and succumb to darkness now, then the next elections, they'll only get worse and worse and worse till our freedom is taken away from us in America. But I want to come back and say, I believe that we shall declare a thing and it will be established that the United States of America is moving to a higher plane spiritually and that we're still going to be leaders in this world for righteousness and truth, holiness and godliness. And we are going to have churches never before. I know they're trying to stop our churches. They're trying to close our doors. But, you know, uh, just before, uh, just before I, uh, came on the air here tonight, I was on a Zoom with a, a, a place where I'm on the board of a, of a major ministry. And this major ministry just, just shared with us board members and, and we had the numbers on paper. They, uh, FedEx the papers in and, and, uh, we, we were looking at the numbers and their financial numbers are up compared to last year, even though this is here. Well, folks, that's what I'm trying to tell you, or that's not what I'm trying. That's what I am telling you. Even this major ministry that I'm on, one of the board members, I looked at it, and, and they were talking about how their, their financial numbers was up. Well, I'm telling you, God is up. He's not down. Satan is down. He's not up. And so we're the heirs of God and the joint heirs of Jesus Christ. Sit in the place of righteousness, keep your hopes up, and know that somehow we win this fight. See, I, I choose to have hope and declare God's word and believe that he's going to bring us through. Uh, and, and even though the attacks, as I said, that came against uh, my wife and me personally and came against our ministry, well, they didn't prevail. These attacks, Satan did not prevail. So uh, if you if you stand strong, Satan cannot prevail against you. And and I want to say this: don't get weary. You know, there's a there's a new something on Facebook that I got invited to, and so I just started inviting everybody that they would allow me. And Facebook finally sent me a little note and said, you know, you're only allowed to invite so many people, so you can't invite anybody anymore. Well, they're in control. Um, and even though I'm on there, uh, there right now, uh, on Facebook right now, uh, 
I, I could not in, invite anybody, but it was about Donald Trump. And, and I was reading through some of the comments and, and one person said, <clears throat> well, you know, all this that's going on, I'm, I'm getting weak. I'm getting weak. I'm getting weary. I, 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 I somehow, because of all the things that's been said in the media, I, I, don't, I don't see any hope. But you know what? Turn the media off. You know, I've turned to Newsmax. Uh, I, I turned to Newsmax. I, I don't believe in uh, the, uh, oh, which one is it now? I don't believe in the Fox News anymore. There's a few people on there that I still like, but I don't believe in what they're doing. I believe they turn to the left. So, but I've turned it off because I, I just want to uh, stay with God, hear God's, what God has to say, and be with people that surround themselves with the word of God. Now, Hebrews 11, 6, and I'm going to read uh, several verses here, uh, 6, 18, and 19. It said, he has given us both his promise and his oath. He's given us his promise and his oath, two things that we can completely count on, for it's impossible for God to tell a lie. Now, all these, all those who flee to him to save them can take new courage when they hear such assurances from God. Now, they can know without a doubt that he will give them the salvation he has promised them. I know I have that salvation. I'm confident. I, I, I hope yet you're confident that you have been saved, that you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And the Bible said we shall be overcomers by the words of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Testify. Uh, confess. You're an overcomer. It, it, it matters not. What, what is going on, you're overcomers by the words of your testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. The, the, the blood was shed that we can be overcomers. And then verse 19, it says, This certain hope of being saved is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls, connecting us with God himself behind the sacred curtains of heaven. Being saved is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls, connecting with God, <laughs> connecting us with God himself behind the sacred curtains of heaven. We are connected with God. You and I are connected with God. And all of the forces that's going on in the United States of America right now, and the people that's agreeing with all of that, I'm telling you, God is word has not changed and I believe that that we will see victory and beyond you know Russell Carter was born in 1949 at 30 years of age when he had a heart condition and totally trusted God for his healing and he wouldn't take any medicine for the condition and God miraculously healed him because he had unshakable faith and unshakable hope in God he was or unshakable hope and, and faith in God. He was healed. And in 1886, he wrote a song, Standing on the Promises of God. I believe somebody put this song. Uh, um, I believe they did. I believe this is the one they put on uh, Facebook as I was preaching the other day. And I didn't get to see it till it was over. But uh, I, I'm just reminded here today. And the, and the song goes like this. Standing on the Promises of Christ my King. Though eternal, through eternal ages, let his praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing, I'm standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God. I like that, it just keeps repeating over and over again, I'm standing on the promises of God. Then it says, standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word of God, I shall prevail. Oh, standing on the promises of God. Let me, let me just give you that last verse again. It's so good and it's so powerful. And it says, standing on the promises that cannot fail. While the howling storms of doubt and fear assail by the living word of God, I shall prevail standing 
on the promises of God. Yes, uh, we've all had uh, dashed expectations, and certainly we the believers that Donald Trump would be the 46th president or would be the person to stand in that slot. Uh, actually, he's the 45th, and I believe he would still be the 45th president. But uh, on November the 3rd, we did have disappointment and our expectations dashed because it didn't happen when we wanted it to and when it should have, but because of evil and darkness, it was taken away. Now, let me let me just go back to the year of 2000. If you remember 2000, uh, we had something similar, but it wasn't as evil. But we we didn't see the person. Oh, yes, I believe it was, I think it was this November the 7th or 8th, of 2000, Al Gore got up and declared and 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 declared that he was the president-elect. But in December, the Supreme Court decided that he was not the president-elect. George Bush was the president-elect, who right now is not my favorite person. My favorite person, George Bush, is not uh, someone that I'm really proud of anymore because he has sided with the left. He has con called and congratulated and gone along with the media and said that the 46th is he is president elect. Well, uh, and he did not stand for our president to begin with. So I'm greatly disappointed in in in, in him that that. Uh, so so again, he's not my favorite person. I still love him. I still pray for him. But you know, evidently he sided with the left, so he must believe in an abortion now. Somebody said, are you really saying he, I don't know. I don't know what he believes, but how can you side with evil and not believe what they, what they believe? See, I can't side with evil and, and somehow think everything's all right. No, if I side with evil, that puts me in that place. And, and even the guy out there that's the senator of Utah. Um, that ran for president and didn't make it. Uh, he sided with the left. He has he has congratulated uh, through the 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 because of the media president elect forty six. But because he sided with that evil, I'm not going to give up this fight. Now, the process has not yet taken place for the electors to come to Washington or wherever they go. To, to decide and cast their vote. See, that you, you know it takes 270 votes to uh, become electoral votes for anyone to become president of the United States of America. Well, uh, I know president uh, or, or the, the media is saying 46 has those, but he doesn't have them. He only has them through the media. All the, you know, the, the courts are deciding some things right now, folks. And so I'm just saying to you, let's keep our hope in God. Let's keep our hope in the word of God that the darkness is uncovered. You know, regardless of the outcome, we want the uncoveredness of the darkness. So I don't care who declares him 46. I'll not relent. I'll not retreat. I'll not give up because my hope is in God. And the only way to get through them is to have the only way to get through these things that we're going through is to have unshakable hope and faith in God and his word. And see, sometimes things kicks us and, and hurts us or we get kicked in the gut, so to speak, uh, by the circumstances and the uh, of life and the decisions of others. You know, so somebody said, well, I just feel like I've been kicked in the gut. Well, you know, I, I know that, that Satan is out. I, I, I quoted it earlier. He's out roaming, seeking whom he may devour. And that's what's going on. It's getting Christians to grow weaker and weaker and weaker. But many uh, uh, are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's the reason why I'm talking about this tonight. I want you to get stronger and stronger in your hope and your faith. Psalms 34, 18 says, if our heart is broken, you'll find God is right there. If you kick kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. If, if you feel like this election or things that's happened in your personal life, you've got kicked in the gut, I want to tell you, he'll help you catch your breath. I remember years ago, we lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, our, our four kids and my wife, we were outside 
you know, throwing the football back and forth to each other. And all at once, somebody threw it to uh, my wife, uh, Pastor Sharon, and she wasn't looking when the ball came and then it hit her right in the stomach. I mean, it hit her hard. She doubled over. She lost her breath. It took her a little while to get her breath back. But she did, in in a few seconds, get her breath back. Well, right now, some Christians feel like they've been kicked in the gut. But I want to tell you, the Word of God says, He says, He'll help you catch your breath. In other words, He'll help you get your hope back. He'll help you get to the place to where you can be an overcomer. Yeah, you may not be kicked in the gut literally and lose your breath, But life can kick you hard, and when it does, it hurts. And when life kicks you, let it kick you forward. I want to say that again. When life kicks you, instead of it, you know, you may get knocked down. Some people said, well, if it knocks you down, you're a failure. No, you're not a failure till you don't get up. And that's why I'm not lying down and giving in to all of this stuff in the media. Uh, You know, again, I know I'm talking about this, but I'm going to talk about it until we see the victory. We see the victory. See, once again, let me remind you, don't let your hope be in what you want or the end result, but let your hope be in Jesus. Because he said he will never fail you, even though right now in many people's eyes in the United States of America and in your personal problems, you may look like all hope is gone. But I want to tell you, even though it looks like it, just go back to the word of God and go back to take the paintbrush of prayer and begin to dip it in the paint of God's word and then begin to write that image on the canvas of your heart. I want to say that again. Take the paintbrush of prayer. Wish they had me a brush here, but I didn't know I was going to say this. Take the paintbrush of prayer, dip it into the paint of the word of God and write the image. Paint the image on the canvas of your heart. And this way, you'll get your breath back. This way, you, you won't feel like you're kicked in the gut. This way, you'll feel like that. You not just feel. You, you may not feel anything, but your hope in God will keep you strong. See, uh, uh, once again, don't let your hope be in what, what you are expecting. Let your hope be in Jesus and his word. And then the expectation will come to pass. See, through throughout many years of serving God, my wife and I, we've been kicked in the gut many times, but we never have given up hope or lost our faith when something goes wrong. See, when there's no hope in the future, there's no power in the present. Now, I'll tell you, I could I could right now lose my hope if 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 I chose to listen to the the naysayers and all that's going on. But I made a choice. I made a choice. And when I made a choice, I made a choice that I'm going to stick with this until the end. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know what people are saying, and and I don't know. All I know is when I say I don't know, I, I do know. I know the word of God is true, and that's what my faith and confidence is in, not what someone is saying. Now, I want to say this to you. You know, people that went into that voting booth, and they checked the left. They checked the left instead of the right. I want you to think about what I'm going to say. The one that went in that voting booth, the Christians, I'm not saying this condemning, but the ones that went into that voting booth and they checked on the left, they're going to give an account to God for checking that on the left. I don't know what how your ballot was, but ours here, we had to color in with a, with a pen uh, who we were voting for. So if you colored with a pen, you did it on a machine or whatever you did it on. Uh, if you checked on the left, you're going to have to give an account for voting for murder, for condoning abortion. Now I know that's tough, but I'm telling you, 
to keep your hope in God. Now, I want to I, I want to pray for everyone. As I said, I, I couldn't see comments here, but I want to pray for everyone to be encouraged and keep unshakable hope. Unshakable hope. Don't doubt. Don't fear. Don't be weary. I got so much more I could say and talk about, but uh, I don't want to be redundant. I don't mind being repetitions, but I do have other things that I've prepared to talk about, but my time is coming closely to an end. But before I, I, I've got a couple more things I want to share, but let me share with you and, and see, I'm not just talking to people on Facebook. I know you that are watching us on Facebook and watch us regularly. Um, I, some people that, that watch us regularly on Facebook is okay, but we, we, you know, we're on YouTube and we're on other apps as well. We're on lightcast.com. You can go to Don Clowers Ministries, lightcast.com and watch me there. You don't have to watch me on Facebook. We've got other platforms you can watch on. And, and I do appreciate Facebook giving us this opportunity and that we have the privilege. Thank you, Facebook, uh, the owners and whoever's made this decision that ministers can be on. Thank you that we can do this. But um, I'm not only on Facebook, as I said, I'm on all of these others. So I'm declaring to you today that wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you're viewing from, listening from, that you will not be weary, that you will keep unshakable hope. You will keep unshakable hope. And I'm going to pray for you right now. Dear Lord, as I come to you again, I know I prayed at the top of the broadcast or the beginning, but here as we close, Lord, I pray that you will deal with every person that's viewing with me right now and help them to see how important it is to keep their hope, to keep their hope in you, that they would never allow their hope to be shaken so that their faith has something to work to. They will never allow their faith, their hope to be shattered because when their faith is shattered, Lord, their faith cannot work. So I pray, Lord, for people that are struggling financially. The ones that are struggling financially right now, help them not to be omitting their tithes and saying we can't even afford to tithe. I, I pray, God, I, I just feel in my spirit, Lord, you want me to tell people that Tithing is one way of showing our hope, giving our faith an opportunity to work. Because when we tithe, Lord, you said that you would open the windows of heaven and you would rebuke the devourer. And I pray for that person. I pray for that person that's just been looking at their budget. They've been looking at their outgoing. They've been looking at their income. And they're saying, there's no way I can tithe. God touched their heart, opened the eyes of their understanding that they can see how important it is to tithe. Because when we tithe, we, give, we, we have hope. When we tithe, we have hope. We're showing we believe. And then our faith goes to work to rebuke the devourer and to supply our needs. You that are tithers, you that are tithers, I pray that you will see the windows of heaven open on your life. I pray that supernaturally, supernaturally, hope will become alive in you for things and you will stand for righteousness and you will stand for truth. Father, I pray for every tither, every seed sower, every giver, God, I pray for them now that they will have this revelation of tithing, that they won't do it just because they read it, just because they hear me saying it. Father, but they will have a revelation and they will seek your face and say, God, I want to be obedient. I want to be uh, doing your will and I want your blessings to overtake me. Let them see, Lord, 
no matter how much they pray, no matter how much they confess, unless they become tithers, they close the windows of heaven from blessing them. Lord, you don't need the money in heaven, but the ministry needs it here. And I, and, and I pray, God, that they will see they're not going to take from you. They're taking from themselves. They're taking away for you to bless them when they do not tithe. So I, I pray, God, now for the tithers, for the windows of heaven to open, those that are not tithers, to have their eyes of their understanding enlightened and have revelation that they can do it. And it may be a walk of faith for a while until the blessings of God begin to overflow. So grant it now. Lord, touch those that need healing. I pray for my friend John Pearson that just lost his wife in this earth, but she went into heaven. Heaven gained uh, uh, another beautiful soul. And I pray, John, for you, for Michelle, for Laura. I just pray for all of the grandchildren. I pray for every one of you to have new hope, to have strength, and for somehow, God, for you to make a way and for you to bless them. And God, the people right now that's viewing me, you will speak to their heart to send an offering. Speak to their heart to sow a seed. Sow where you want to go. Help them to sow where they want to go. Lord, you know, Pastor Sharon and me, that's what we've done. That's what we've taught our children. And all of our children are tithers. God, so you open the windows of heaven for that tither. Those that are sowing the seed, God, you, you bless them abundantly. You make a way where there is no way. I thank you, God, that you're speaking to people right now to sow a seed. I, I see it, God. I see it in the spirit. I see it in the spirit. You're speaking to someone right now to sow a seed, to step out in faith. Come on. God is talking to you right now to sow a seed. And as you sow, whatever you sow, you shall reap. God, I thank you. I thank you that someone is sowing a seed. And, and again, I want to say, sow where you want to go. I, I, this is not an original statement. My friend, Pastor Bob Nichols from Fort Worth, I heard him say that, but it's so powerful. I'm using it. Show where you want to go. Tie, be a part. If you're, if you're a part of our ministry and, and, and you may not live here in Texas, you may live somewhere in the world, but you get your food from our ministry. Tithe to, to us. And, and I know that if you will tithe, you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just pray that you will walk in hope. You will stand strong and bolder than ever before. Well, bless you. And it's been so good to be with you. We will be in the chapel. I will be preaching in the chapel this Sunday. Once again, we will be in the chapel this Sunday coming, and I will be preaching the word of God there. I won't be at home. I will be on the platform in our chapel in Carrollton, Texas, 4125 uh, Fairway Drive, 4125 Fairway Drive uh, in Carrollton, Texas. I'll be there on the platform preaching this Sunday, the Lord willing. Anyway, God bless you. It's been good to be with you. Share this. You that are watching on Facebook, share this on your timeline and encourage other people. Encourage yourself for this is the day that the Lord has made for you to rejoice and be glad in and let Jesus be Lord of your life.